Hi, I'm Kathy Rushing, host of the podcast Committed, The Entrepreneur Marriage. If your middle name is Restless and you identify with words like innovator, dreamer, changemaker, creative, independent, or you are married to an entrepreneur or heaven help you, you're both entrepreneurs, this podcast is for you. The entrepreneurial journey can be a little wild at times, like uncharted territory. Join me as I talk with others who are at various stages of the entrepreneur process. We'll explore the wisdom and insights they have gained while navigating the ups and downs of the entrepreneur journey. You'll discover that there are many couples who have found ways to thrive in both their marriage and business. The only thing more viral than COVID-19 might be stress, both at home and in our collective psyche. Practically overnight, our way of life has altered with little time to on-ramp. Work and health concerns abound, and soon we will all look like masked bandits entering our grocery store for what has become an anxiety-riddled outing. As many people have been asked to work from home, couples are finding themselves around each other 24-7. Many are finding it mostly enjoyable working from home as they have more time together. But many more, I'm hearing, are dealing with highly stressful work situations and the additional stress their spouse is facing now permeates the home. I want to speak specifically to a question that has surfaced. How can I help my spouse when they are stressed? Mark and I were recently talking about some aspect of COVID-19. I honestly can't even tell you what it was now. And before we knew it, tempers had flared. Are you ready for this? Over where we get our news. Yes, how ridiculous. We both read reputable sources. We don't just get our news from Facebook, but there was a difference in the way some sources focus the news. Our business is assisted living facilities, and needless to say, COVID has impacted our business in ways we couldn't have imagined just a few months ago. Everything that can humanly be done to protect our residents and staff has been done, but the stress of waiting was just under the surface for both of us. Did anyone test positive this week? How long before families can visit their loved ones? How long before we can start admitting new residents again? We had to agree for a while that there were certain topics we wouldn't discuss for the sake of our sanity. 40 years together, and honestly, I can't remember a time that our marriage has been so prickly. I'm happy to share that as some of the restrictions have loosened, we are on better footing. But it took some work. I wrote about the ABCs of self-care on my website, and there's a printable PDF for easy reminders. When dealing with stress as a couple, the focus is both and. You are both responsible for your own self-care and there are steps you can take to be a support to your partner. So we have the ABCs of helping your spouse. So the first is awareness. 
getting this out on the table where you can address it as a team is a first step. As odd as it may sound, many people are not aware of their stress level until someone brings it to their attention. Short tempers are often a red flag that someone's stress level has reached an unhealthy level. Stress is not inherently a bad thing. We need a little bit of stress to keep life interesting. No stress at all for an extended time and life feels purposeless and boring. Too much stress, especially when out of our control, can become overwhelming. You have internalizers and externalizers when it comes to handling stress. People respond differently. Internalizers tend to hold the stress inside, wanting to appear strong or not be a bother to others. Somatic symptoms such as headaches, hives, anxiety or depression, GI issues all indicate a high level of stress. Externalizers tend to act out their stress, displaying uncharacteristic anger outbursts, criticism of others, or verbalizing catastrophic thoughts. Either type may experience difficulty sleeping. They may turn to alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling, or shopping as a way to cope. Some of these in moderation are not an issue, but it can become destructive if the root is not acknowledged. Ways to increase awareness. How would you rate your stress today on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest? Depending on their response, share what you observe. Well, you say a 5, but just this morning I heard a string of words that don't normally come out of your mouth when you spilled a glass of water, and that isn't like you. Do you think your level might be more of an 8 or 9? Or maybe try using I language, something like, it seems like you are very stressed. What I observed is fill in the blank. Would it help if we talked about it? And then as a follow-up, what does this compare to that you've experienced before? How did you get through that time? We often lose our perspective when we are overwhelmed. And right now, extremely competent people are overwhelmed, as there is so much unknown in the coming weeks and months. Slowing down to remind ourselves of previous situations that we have come through is one way to restore hope. All right, the B in the ABCs is brainstorm. So let's talk about self-care. Boundaries are especially important when dealing with someone else's stress. While their stress is not your responsibility, it can spill over, affecting everyone in the house. Sometimes people have trouble seeing how their stress or anger outbursts affect you or your kids. I sometimes use this analogy Imagine that your family is watching a TV show together and you're in the same room trying to open a can of paint. You finally get it open only to find it's the wrong color and in frustration you hurl the can of paint across the room and storm out. You might feel better temporarily, but you left a mess 
paint dripping from everyone in the room. And it is your responsibility to clean it up. It is good self-care to ask for boundaries while one or both of you are working from home. If your spouse is on heated phone calls all day, ask that they close the door or lower their voice. Again, the unique challenges of our current situation has made everyone feel like prisoners in their own home sometimes. We might have gone to a coffee shop or gone for a walk with a friend to take a break from the stress of nonstop calls, but these options have changed. So boundaries might include space in in the home. Where is work to be done? Is everything piled up in one room after the other, or is there a designated space for work to be done? Volume. Does your spouse have a loud voice, especially when they're on the phone? Ask me how I know about this one. What about time? Um, Can you try to find mutual starting and ending times for work? Working from home, our schedule just kind of flows into the evening or starts early in the morning. And it's nice to have a startup and a wrap-up routine. Just for your own mental health, it's good to have these this kind of closure around work. Asking for what you need to make home a more peaceful place will keep you from internalizing and stewing. All right, the C is communicating as a team. You might try asking open-ended questions. What can I do to help? is a great starting place. The stress may be a work situation that you can't directly impact, but knowing that you are seen and cared for is a huge part of being a great team. Take in what your partner asks for, and if you're able to support in that way, then let them know you're all in. Brainstorm some ways to communicate and get on the same side of the line. Again, because some of our typical outlets are unavailable during this pandemic, it may take some creative strategy to come up with mutual solutions. I'm not sure why, but sometimes people turn on the very one that is closest to them when they feel trapped or overwhelmed. You are not the enemy. And it's important to voice that if it is felt that way. And then name the thing that is causing stress. And together, get on the same side of the line with a strategy to move forward. How are we going to address this stress, this thing on the other side of the line? Love language is another way to reach out to your partner. Do you know their love language? Here's a quick reminder. Words of affirmation, receiving gifts, physical touch, quality time, acts of service. Even if your spouse can't come up with what they need right now, you can't go wrong loving them in language that resonates for them. Finally, simple actions for hard times. Things that would be hard anytime are even harder now that we are unable to gather. Many have lost loved ones, and are unable to grieve together with family, or at least not in the way they would normally do. 
Others say they are just numb and don't have much to give to their spouse. That's when simple actions can tide you over when the feelings of love may be overshadowed by the magnitude of this time. Something as simple as reaching out for your partner's hand or sitting together to watch a show when words feel too hard may get you through this time. Most of all, practice gratitude and be gentle with each other. Now is not forever and we will get through this together. So I'm curious, which area do you and your spouse begin with? Awareness, boundaries and brainstorming, or communication? Drop me a message at info at and let me know. I'm always there to hear your comments or if you want some feedback, I'm happy to provide that. If you're enjoying these episodes, giving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts is a great way to help others find the podcast. If you know a couple that have an interesting story to share, send me an email with their contact information. I'm always on the lookout for more couples to interview. You're building a life together. Make it a great one. See you next time.